following podcast contains adult themes, sexual content, and adult language. But would you rather have it any other way? All right. Okay. Welcome to the second season of Would You Rather. Um, I've changed out the format a little bit. Um, I'm going to welcome my new guest co-host, Renato. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> So, she's going to be on every app and instead of every week, now we're going to do one episode a month just so I can balance my life somewhat. Uh, today's you guest, I've got Enoch. How you doing, Enoch? Thank you for joining us today. No worries. Thanks for having me. And my own sound guy, Monty. <laughs> hey, Monty. I'm not here. <laughs> I've decided to go with, would you rather have... A blanket ban on all drugs under the sun. That includes pharmaceuticals. That includes alcohol. That includes all illicit drugs. Or would you rather have every single drug in manageable legalized? So, like, first of all, I guess um, I would like to hear, obviously, like, your own stances on, on <coughs> drugs, right? Like, um, pros, cons, for or against. Um, I think I'll just start with you, Enoch. Yes. Like, Yeah, well... For me, um, I, I'm, I'm more f- for the decriminalization of, of drugs. Sure. Um, because drugs, not all, I mean, obviously not illicit drugs, but if we talk about some pharmaceutical drugs, they were made with the um, goal in mind to help, right? To, to help people. Was but it though? It's debatable. But, but, let me finish. Let me finish. <laughs> so, but it's man's purposes of making those drugs that has turned them into not our friends, if that makes sense. So, what I mean is money and just being able to say, look, we are able to beat this disease. You know what I mean? Or we're able to now manage this disease because we have this drug, right? Sure. And that, so you could probably put that under human pride, human, you know, they want praise for what they've done, mm-hmm. but more so it's the money. Sure. And I feel like because of money, mm-hmm. it's made all these drugs that were, what well, I think made for us to be good for us, but has been changed to become a money grabbing scheme by these big pharmaceutical companies. And so therefore it's no longer beneficial to us. I- by criminalizing them we encourage crime and so i feel like if we were to decriminalize it like i was talking to you about before about portugal how portugal has done that since 2001 mm-hmm. and has seen a decrease in crime and a decrease in transmitted diseases because of taking of drugs um so if they can do it and they can see an improvement sure why not, why not the rest sure of the countries yeah. Ultimately, I, I'm more for it because I think everyone, when we put drugs in a big category, everyone has their right to make a choice to do it or to not do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that ultimately is up to them. And, and I think that, therefore, the government should not be telling us what we can and can't do in that sense. Because at the end of the day, that's our decision. And yes, I mean... Our decisions can affect others, but if you take away the decriminalization of the drugs, then uh, problems affect, uh, con- uh, that, that coincide with taking drugs 
falls on the person themselves yeah. and their choices. Well, here's- So, like, the, the biggest sort of counter-argument here is that- Well, for most people yes. that don't believe in the decriminalization of drugs is that if you decriminalize drugs, it makes them more easily accessible. And that when you have something that's more easily accessible- um, it's pro- it. exactly it's prone to abuse. But that's with everything, anyway. Though even the drugs that are criminalized, people are abusing them every day. Exactly, mm. exactly. I mean, I, I, right now I, I oppose that decriminalization of drugs because it hasn't been done. And right now, drugs are criminalized, uh, in particular illicit drugs, and we've got a problem. Mm. So. If we've still got a problem and, you know, you've tried to make laws to, to, to fix that and it's obviously not working and more, making more crime, why not go the complete opposite and try that out, you know? Even as a trial. Yeah, sure. Yeah. And, because it's uh, you, too you much work. It's too, that, that's it's exactly too much work it and it's all about, like, the imbalance of power. Yeah. And I feel like, unfortunately, in Australia, it costs a lot of money to get anything done. <laughs> yeah. So... I think it's just money and time, actually. Yeah. yeah. That, yeah. yeah. But... I, it's you have to take into account like human life as well, right? So what I mean by that is, imagine I'm like a a concerned mother, right? And I come to you and I say, "But Enoch, if we had like a blanket decriminalization of all drugs, sure, maybe on like a larger scale it will reduce crime rates. Maybe it'll even reduce drug use rates. But it's gonna make it accessible to the point that like." How do you stop kids from wanting to try it? Or how do you stop? How can you control it when the government's gone? Well, I mean, it's not so bad. Well, I mean, I'm not really very opposed to thinking in in this line, but we have a government, right? If they would decriminalize it, then control the amount that gets distributed out, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? For example, they're doing that with marijuana at the moment in, in, in the countries that where the governments have, have legalized medicinal marijuana. Mm-hmm. The marijuana is grown in a controlled, harvested to a certain amount. Everything is official, so to speak, you know? Mm-hmm. So each, this batch, we got 100 grams. This batch, we got this amount. So everything is calculated. Everything is um, written down. Why not do it in that way? Do you know what I mean? So... For example, let's say cocaine, mm-hmm. right? Where you can get cocaine from. And how sure much you can get. And, and how much you can get. <laughs> sure. And, and who makes it. Yeah. You know, and, and, and if government decides to decriminalize it, and then, I mean, this is a very uh, big step for them. But if they were to be in control of the production of these drugs, right, mm-hmm. then they could control it. And then, if they, and then furthermore, they could then tax it. Because they tax our cigarettes and alcohol like crazy now, right? Mm. Correct, yeah. So, what's stopping them from taxing that? And then, therefore, in that regards, they then earn more money, which then they use to help, well, help <laughs> us, so to speak. You know what I mean? Realizing it can be a win-win for for the government as well, not as not just for us, the people, mm. yeah, so to speak. Because, yeah, I mean, if you can control it and then you can tax it, then... It becomes less of a problem, I feel, because there. I mean, there no doubt there will be addicts out there, but if they can only get a certain amount, then you limit that, so to speak. Mm. I mean, that that control thing is interesting, right? Yeah. I'm going to go back to my um, Stepford 
wives persona here and say that what I'm worried about is the proliferation of it. All right. So once you legalize something, it becomes a matter of knowledge and access. I would be saying, right, like right now, my kids, they know that drugs are illegal and that if they go out and they try and buy illicit drugs, they're going to, you know, you're going to be in the hands of the law. Like, you know, if you get caught, you're essentially fucked. Mm -hmm. But if it was legalized and, you know, they, are, they can just buy, you know, any any type of drug, even in controlled amounts, they're going to be more tempted to, and they're going to feel like it's because of the fact that, you know, there's no essentially any repercussions. Whereas right now, you would only really, really go out on a limb and buy drugs if you were like, you know, either one or an addict or two, you really, really wanted to, right? You have to go that, I guess, like the extra. So, for me as a concerned mother, I don't want my child to sort of have access to that. I'd rather them be, you know, kept away from it and not have the drive mm. to have access or to gain access to, to all sorts. Yeah. I mean, I see a point, definitely. Like, it, if I was to raise this up to one of my cousins that's got two kids that are young, they would not agree with me, mm. with, with the way I, I look at things, you know. Um but I feel like it, this, it sort of has to happen and be seen in action before anyone can really accept it, so to speak. I mean, it's not going to happen. Let's just be realistic, you know? <laughs> you don't think so? You don't think I mean, so? well, it could. It definitely could happen. Um, but not for a long time, especially in, in Australia. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you look at it, it's really, as far as I know, Portugal is the only country that's done it, you know? And that's... One country out of hundreds Is this fully? The the, everything? Yeah, but um, so basically still, if you're caught with a 10-day supply on you or less, then you are charged administratively, not criminally, oh, okay. so to speak. So you get fined and whatnot, yeah, yeah. but it doesn't end up on your criminal record. When we look at that, that's the only country that's done it out of so many countries, right? So it's going to take a long time for it to happen here. But I feel as though kids growing up nowadays... Like, I'm a, I'm a primary school teacher, mm -hmm. and I hear kids talking about smoking weed when they're 11 years old. Do you know what I mean? So, sure. they're exposed to it at a young age, and it's not because they're surrounded by drugs. The things they see in the media already sort of puts them on that track. You know what I mean? If someone that doesn't, that can't regularly get it, still wants to do it, mm -hmm. then if you make it regular, that could even change their views, where the they're like, well, it's not even hard to get this anymore. It's not a challenge. It's not fun anymore because everybody can do it whenever they want. And so I don't want to do it. So it. do but you think that people are taking drugs out of the idea that they don't know what it is, so they want to try it? Part of the reason. Mm. Yeah. So for especially for the young users, definitely. But I feel like the more experienced one want to know what they're taking and want to know what there is in there if that makes sense, you know? Yes. And so, even by then, because if someone wants to take drugs, mm -hmm. no matter what you're going to say, you can't change their mind. Sure. I mean, you, you can, but if they still want to do it. If I was to raise the question to the step and mom, yep. right, and say, uh, say in, even though it's unfathomable for you, possibly, that your son or daughter might want to do drugs, right? Sure. Wouldn't you rather they do it in a safer, more controlled or with a substance that's more safe and controlled, rather than if they were just to get a baggie of someone and 
not know exactly what's in it and then run the risk of being, of dying. Whereas one that's already been chemically constructed to make sure that you will still feel the effects, but you won't die. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, safer. That's very true. You know? So <clears throat> you, you know that, okay, fine. My child is doing drugs or is trying it, but it's not going to kill them because it's made by the government and they've controlled it. Hmm. I mean, I mean, like, that picture they paint, like, is sort of kind of, it's one of those that, you know, as soon as you have something that's on a very large scale, sort of easily accessible, it makes, it sort of, like, evens out so that, like, the temptation or, like, the the rush of it, I guess, loses the appeal. Yeah, the nostalgia of it's gone, sort of thing. The novelty of it, sorry. Sure. But then... I'm going to think like five steps he- ahead here yeah. and go like, I mean, part of the reason why a lot of people, you know, first take drugs is like the allure of, of it and the fact that, you know, you're not meant to. Mm. Now, what are the repercussions here in, in that, okay, if all drugs are legalized, okay, people have to get like, that same fix or like that adrenaline rush from somewhere else, right? Yeah. Like, so if it's not drugs, what about running the possibility that it could be something worse, right? Yeah. Like, what if it runs in the possibility of people creating drugs or any type of other substances that are even worse than what we have now out of the sheer sort of like necessity to provide that like, so- that rush of like that black market yeah. sort of substance? Well, I mean, I think with something like that, you can never control that. So, I mean, it's it's you could even say it's possible that these drugs that we take now, in fifty years' time, people may not like them anymore, and have moved on to something that's more synthetic and worse, possibly even. Do you know? But I mean, there is nothing stopping that from happening. But at the same time, there's nothing to control or be able to, um, how do I say? It's like, yeah, I guess you can't really stop that from happening. Um, but then if you were to at least be able to control what you can control, then I think that would be as best as we could do. Do you know what I mean? Because like, like for example, if you think about like the medical side of things, so we go by drugs and we, and we look at like uh, surgeries or something like that, mm-hmm. right? There's always new techniques that are learned in surgery, some more um, out there than others, right? Some that one doctor would try and it works, but it's not recommended by the rest, right? Now, if you were to tell that family that, that surgery worked on that this was not a good surgery and we will never do it again. They'll be like, what's wrong with you? It worked, you know? So I feel like, um, the, the positives of, um, standardizing and, and making, uh, or getting the government to standardize, make the making of drugs, the benefits will outweigh the negatives. Sure. Yeah. Right. Which is, there's always negatives to any side. So I guess what you said, the point that you brought up is a negative to the, 
decriminalization of drugs. Sure. But um, but uh, you're you're trying to say like the positives far outweigh. I, like I feel I feel that, yeah. That it, it does outweigh. And and yeah. Um yeah, and I, and I also feel like I mean, even if we were to not decriminalize drugs or decriminalize them, you would still get people making different stuff and make, making new things anyway. Hmm. Yeah. It's just it would be on a bigger picture and it'd be more focused on if we were to uh, decriminalize drugs. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Well, I mean, so I'm going to ask this actually, um, Toronto. I'm guessing you sort of feel the same way about, about sort of the blanket decriminalization of drugs. But what do you think would be the benefits if we had a blanket decriminal a blanket criminalization of drugs. So like the if benefits. All, yeah the benefits if we just went, okay, all drugs, including alcohol, including pharmaceuticals, all that is just it's it's illegal. Um <laughs> I can't think of the top of my head. Probably <laughs> survival of the fittest, so like people that are dying will die. That's sort of a pro I guess because then you're not and it sort of has to do with like the making money thing with the pharmaceutical companies sure. as well there's like less um com- competition between you know companies saying that they have the cure for certain things mm-hmm. and all that stuff I guess that's probably one I can't really think of any other ones I think that's actually like a really good one right because like if you, <laughs> if you did say that hey this is like a blanket um a blanket rule where all drugs are illegal. Now you've essentially created like a free market for, for, for medicine, really, haven't you? Because right now, people can only, like, any normal sort of like citizen can only buy pharmaceutical drugs for the illnesses they had because it's legal, yeah. and only those are like you know super desperate in countries where, um, it, you know, it is legal for them to buy sort of out of the box <clears throat> solutions. And I think with that as well as like in the long term, it would actually benefit people's health. Because all of these synthetic things that we're taking, we might have this understanding that it's better for us, but in the long term, our bodies weren't made to process all of these drugs that they're making in mm. companies. Like, my sister is a really big advocate for nat- like natural medicine. Like she won't let me take cough medicine <laughs> because she thinks that it's probably worse for your body than anything else. Like, sure. you take Panadol and it's like it works your kidneys or whatever from it is <laughs> harder. Like your body works harder to process these synthesized things. Yeah. So yeah. if we had a blanket on all of that, I, I suppose nature would just take its course. Yeah. You know, like people would just either die or survive. End of story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, so that like, you're talking about like a literal like survival of the fittest. Yeah. yeah. Literally. Yeah. And we'd all probably turn to things like eating better instead of thinking or trying to find a quicker option, you know, like going back to like the Panadol thing, you know, like I personally don't take it very often. If I have a headache, my body's telling me that I need to do something. I either need to sleep, I need to like or drink water or eat. These are signals that we ignore because we have quick fixes for them now. Mm, right. You know, like if we had that, then – that's probably a good benefit. And now I'm talking myself into the blanket. <laughs> I'm talking myself into this now. <laughs> but I mean, like, in terms of the decriminalization of things, what Enoch said, I agree with. Like, crime rates do go down. And there's, I've watched like interviews of police, 
sergeants and stuff, you know, saying that they don't think that we should be penalising people as hard as we do in terms of the appeals at festivals, like people are ODing because they're scared to shit that they're going to get caught with stuff and then they die. You know, it happens everywhere. KL, for example, I saw like a minimum three people die at ASOT because they were afraid of getting caught of with pills. You saw three people die. Yeah, ew, it was so nasty. Like they get carried out just with a blanket on top of them and you're like, really? Well, there goes my high. Cool <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that's so what harsh. happens in places like that. People are scared. And when they're scared, they do stupid things. They don't think clearly. They don't think logically. You know, so I guess there's pros and cons for both. But I believe in a lot of natural medicine. So... <laughs> Maybe dec- maybe criminalizing everything would work, possibly. But if people did start making drugs, though, on then they're fucked. They'd probably just die. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, like what one of the, the one of the things I found the most interesting was like um the the biggest argument for the decriminalization of drugs is that when you make it. Um, easily accessible and it's legal, it loses its cool appeal. And therefore, you know, on a wide scale, there's going to be less people that really want to try because it's not as, you know, it's not like this taboo thing that's cool. But I think the biggest counter argument to that sort of thinking is that drugs make you feel fucking good. And even if you sort of took away the coolness appeal of it, if something makes you feel good, right, or makes you feel like someone... You know, just take you out of your body for however long, like, people are still going to be drawn to that, right? So, I'm thinking, like, in, in terms of that example you're talking about, people dying at festivals because they're doing stuff. Um, imagine a scenario where all drugs are legal and now I want you to imagine, like, that society where now you go to music festivals and it's not just people drinking and popping pills yeah, and so on. It's it's just everyone's like doing everything. And, it's, and just imagine just walking around and people, everyone, and now not just like, you know, maybe like 80%, but like now 100% of people are fucked up, right? There's people shooting up and shit because, you know, they can now, right? Not if and- it's controlled, like what Enoch said. Mm. You know, like if it's controlled and how much you're allowed to have, then I don't think people will be like, you know, in the street doing that shit. Mm. But when you can, but when you control it, right? Like we're sort of assuming this, like uh, I don't know, this sort of mentality that hey, if you control it, then people just abide by the controls. But I mean, we know for a fact that's not human nature, right? Like if if I go to a festival and you know everyone is allocated x amount of pills, like if someone doesn't need the allocation, of course. There's going to be people that are willing to, to, to buy that. And just because it's controlled, it doesn't mean it's going to stop them. They're not going to be like, oh, well, I mean, legally I'm allowed to have Better this. only take three today. Yeah, you know, right? Like that, that human nature is still going to come in and, yeah. pe- and people are still going to want to take in excess, yeah. right? Yeah. Like the, the whole concept of like an excess of things, like you can't control that because that's human nature essentially, mm-hmm. right? So- I think the real, it's like sort of like two separate issues, which is one is like the adoption or like uh, how newcomers will be affected by, you know, either decriminalization or the complete blanket ban on drugs versus 
the people that are already like sort of kind of well deep into it. And so like when we're talking about the the net positive or the net negative outcome of it, we have to just sort of like bundle into like these two groups and go, well, I mean, added together is on a general scale, is most people going to be like positively affected by this change? I think in both scenarios though, what we're missing is education and understanding. Like the reason why we don't move into decriminalization of drugs is because we don't know enough about it. And people are afraid of the unknown. People don't like change and stuff like that, you know? So I think that's a really big aspect of why we're still in this sort of cycle, I suppose. Um, and I could, I could apply that to anything in society, I mean, but like people don't know enough about drugs to be like, oh, yeah, cool, just fucking take them and do whatever you want. But people also don't know enough. That's why they're like, don't do it because you don't know the full dangers. And when they do find certain dangers, I think that they exaggerate them a lot to scare people. Right. That's sure. just my personal opinion. Okay, yeah, sure. I have taken a lot of drugs in my life and, like, I'm not a druggie. So, <laughs> you know, like. She said with crazy eyes. <laughs> I'm not a, I, I would like to think I'm not a druggie. Like, I've tried a lot of things and I'm, I'm still functioning. Like, obviously not as fully functioning as I could be. Mm-hmm. But, you know, and there's been a lot of moments in my life where taking drugs has helped me through certain things and it helps me be creative and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, sure. You know, like if we lived in such like a boring world, like who would we be? Yeah, but I mean like wouldn't that just create sort of like a whole society of just highly functioning drug users, right? What's wrong oh, with that? Are we already that? Yeah. Yeah. Alcohol. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. It, it, will alcohol be banned as well? Because alcohol can yeah. be Yeah, if it's a blanket ban, it's a blanket ban. Yeah. I would prefer alcohol to be banned over other things. Yeah, I mean... People I'll, get so aggressive. I'll be, perf- I'll be perfectly honest. Like, you give me... I mean, you all know this anyway, because you know me, but you give me a beer or a joint, and I'll take the joint over the beer <laughs> any day. Because I... To me... Like, I mean, I'm a stoner. I'll, I'll, I'll say it. Like, yeah, I, <laughs> I hope your it. parents aren't listening to this. That's fine. They can listen to it. <laughs> that's fine. I mean, that's just how it is. Like, and I, I have watched a lot of things. I've, I've read a lot of things about marijuana in particular. And, and then I see the effects and, and I read about the effects and, and, and the, um, uh, sort of the results of overconsumption of alcohol. Mm-hmm. And, the sky, like, to me, the sky's the limit. Like, I mean, in terms of the difference between the good and bad of both. Sure. Do you know what I mean? And yet, marijuana is criminalized. You, you know, like, you go to prison if you have too much of it. If you have, if, you, if the cops find two cartons of beer in your car, they're not going to send you to jail. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. 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 And like, the, the health benefits out, like, I watched this uh, program called Weedekit. On, mm. on Vice, right? And the first episode was about a girl who has leukemia. Mm-hmm. And she would have fits and, like, seizures, and they come randomly. And, and usually, I think it was in the morning when she wakes up um, around breakfast time. That's when it happens the most, right? So parents tried everything, all types of medication, legal at first. Sure. Right? Yep. And, and 
things would work, but like we were talking about before, because it's synthetic, it has a side effect. Right. So the, um, their child might take it and then be all right, but get depressed. You know, like not themselves. Yeah. You know, so yes, the seizures have stopped, but they're just a shell of themselves. Right. Mm. And then the parents decide, let's try marijuana oil. Literally, the first time they tried it, their daughter went from like a seizure, having seizures every morning to nothing and being a normal child. Bubbly, bright, energetic, mm. willing to do things, not just like, because, you know, as a child, when you have a sickness and, or an illness, you can sort of wallow in, in that, you know? Like, yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. But she wasn't like that. You know, it was like a complete difference in, in not only her physical well-being, but her attitude towards life as well, you know? And so, I mean, if, if we tried that with alcohol, <laughs> instead of giving her the marijuana oil, give her a shot of Jim Beam instead, do you think that will have the same effect? No, you know what I mean? And yet, one is legal and one is not. Mm, right. So that that irks me a little bit. Why do you think alcohol was legalised and, and weed was not? <sighs> There's... There's many possible answers to that. Mm. I feel like the prohibition uh, that the US um, implemented back in the 50s, I think it was, that had a lot to do with it. Because when they prohibited it, make, made it a an, an illicit substance, everybody wanted it. Well, you know? that's the same situation Exactly, that's now. what I mean. And so then they could see it and then they changed it and then they realised alcohol... I mean, back then, which is really stupid now when we think about it, but they thought it wasn't as bad for people. You know, that they could still do it and not die from it, so therefore it wasn't that bad, mm-hmm. you know? But, you know, obviously humans' mentalities have changed over the years, become more sophisticated. We'd like to think more sophisticated. Um, and so now they see, oh, well, you know, alcohol is bad, but it's, <laughs> it's too late. You know, I feel like it's too late. Like they, for up. <laughs> yeah, for themselves, it's already too late to say that. And so what do they do? They just raise the money. tax. They're making to stop. money of it. Yeah, and that too. Yeah. I mean, the biggest one though is cigarettes. There is not one good health benefit from cigarettes. I mean, I smoke and, you know, but it's coming from a smoker. There is, yeah. there is, there is not <laughs> one benefit from smoking, really. And yet that's still legal. It's a money making scheme at the end of the day. That's what it is. Because if, something was killing your population, right? Wouldn't you get rid of it? I mean, that's, that's just common sense thinking to me. No, because they don't but want people to live forever. Except that's one. And also they want to make money. So what can I do that can discourage people from doing it, in inverted commas, and also benefit me? I'll raise the, the tax. Price. Right. Is it? Because it discourages, which in actual fact it doesn't because it's an addictive substance, people will probably go to more crime to get it, right? But in their eyes, it discourages. And it also lines their pockets. And unfortunately, that's just how it is. <laughs> but I mean, yeah. like, um, I, I know that, at, you know, as I smoke myself, the whole raising of taxes for cigarettes is a really big thing because it really does sort of, you know, punish consumers yeah. of, of the cigarettes, <laughs> right? But, I mean, they have done studies which sort of say that, like, the higher prices does sort of prevent younger generation from wanting to buy because it's, it's kind of like a barrier. It's kind of like, well, I mean, if it's that expensive and it's 
probably it's like not worth it. Yeah. So it's, it sort of prevents, it's like a preventative measure. Yeah. So it kind of stops them from wanting to do it in the first place because it's so expensive. Mm. Right. So when people see that, they go, well, shit. I mean, I guess maybe that works. So is the solution then to go, well, if we had like a f- full decriminalization of drugs, I really try to, like, as someone who also is sort of, like, really supportive of the decriminalization of drugs, like, I really sort of wanted to find that that argument to counterbalance it in terms of trying to see what good could come from, like, a total ban, right? And and that is, like, the real difference is the, the time and cost factor, yeah. right? Because it is just so much cheaper... And simpler just to implement a blanket ban. Mm-hmm. And I think like the instant gratification of like, hey, like there's going to be way less drink driving or way less, you know, um, I guess the immediate effects of a blanket ban is going to be quite large. But then the long-term effects is, fuck, now there's going to be a huge increase in crimes and increase in all that kind of shit. So... Obviously, from like a long-term point of view, yeah, I do feel like the decriminalization is like a really good way to go. But I think, yeah, that's just the problem that we have is just people can't see like beyond, you know. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, thank you very much, um, Enoch, for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Yeah, that was some really good points. Um, Join us. uh, We'll be back next month uh, with a new episode and a completely new topic. Um, So, until then, thank you very much. Bye. Bye.